From bureaucracy's basement to your ears, this is the weekly meeting of the Queen City Improvement Bureau. Each week, the dedicated staff of the Bureau meet to draft recommendations, forge policies, and save up dehydration by drinking condensation from the pipes in the boiler room. One day, maybe, they'll escape from the sub-sub-basement beneath City Hall, but until then, this city is not going to improve itself. This meeting is now in session. Hey. Oh, hey. How you doing? Oh, you know, just great. It feels a while, like a while since we've uh, done this. It does. It does. Have I been I, asleep? You don't, you, you look kind of unfamiliar, actually. Oh, yes. Yeah. I feel, I feel unfamiliar. Your, your beard is much longer. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Your clothes are much, you know, raggedy. More raggedy than usual. Yeah. It's like yes. you've been like crawling around. Yep. Just gathering up cobwebs. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Nice. What are you planning to do with those? Uh, I was thinking of, like, making a nice suit jacket. Nice. Yeah. Spin them into, like, a spider silk? Yeah, just a very nice, resilient, light cobweb jacket. Beautiful. Yeah. And long johns. Ooh. Yeah. Because yeah, winter is a-coming. Winter is a-coming, as they say on the Game of Thrones. Yes. Yes. Shall we... Uh, we should have a meeting. We should have a meeting. Uh, let's see. Should we take attendance first? Please, let's take attendance. Okay, uh, Tendi, um, Goldfish Crackers? Nope. Goldfish Crackers. Nobody is, uh, uh well, as, as, as parents, you want to be prepared when snack time hits. Feel good sharing the smiles of our Goldfish Cracker family with your family when snack time comes. Always baked, their crackers contain no artificial colors or flavors, have zero trans fat, and are low in saturated fat. Wow. So whether it's our family-friendly goldfish crackers, the intense flavor combinations of goldfish flavor-blasted crackers, or the sweetest variety, goldfish grams, they've got snack time covered. This is great. I'm so glad the goldfish crackers are going to be in our meeting today. Oh, sorry, they're sponsors. They're not going to be here. Oh, they really? They just wanted me to say that. Oh, that was... Yeah. We yeah. have a sponsor? We have a sponsor. Wow. Yeah, so I thought I thought that was pretty cool. That is very cool. Yeah. Um but as for attendee, uh you're you're Paul Deshane, right? I am Paul okay, Deshane, yeah. Here. Um anybody else on your list? Yeah, uh Foster's Lager. Foster's Lager. It's an internationally distributed brand of lager with its origin in Australia. It's owned by the international brewing group AB InBev and is brewed under license in a number of countries, including its biggest market, the UK, where the European rights to the brand are owned by Heineken International. Really? They're actually not the sponsor. Wikipedia is the sponsor. Oh, yeah. so that's meta. one of the things you can find out when consulting Wikipedia. <laughs> Wikipedia, it's what's for your brain's dinner. Nice. And I'm Aiden Morgan. I'm here. You're Aiden Morgan? Yes, 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 indeed. Okay. And uh -huh. we have a guest in the sub-basement with us. A returning guest, an improvement returning vector, guest. Arthur White Crummy. Mm -hmm. Hey, Arthur. It's great to be here, all. Yeah, yeah thanks for coming. It's great to be here. Yeah. It's, How are you uh, doing? Oh, I'm I'm tired, very tired. Why are you tired? Yesterday was planning commission. Planning commission. Mm -hmm. You uh, that wasn't a thrill fest. It was the most technically complicated planning commission I have yet attended. What? Mm -hmm. Why? How could it be so technically uh, complicated? Well, they were they were uh, they were discussing quite a contentious issue: naming of streets. Oh, nice! One of this our favorite issues. One of our very favorite issues. Wow. 
So did they come to any conclusions? Did they name any streets? They did not name any streets. They did not rename any streets. They actually did not decide anything. What? I have, I have a name for Albert Street. What is it? Trespassers Pow Wow Way. Ooh, I, think that'd be I great. like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's that good. rolls off the tongue. It, <laughs> it, it, as point of fact, it does not. But I, I do I do appreciate the sentiment. I'm just trying to be nice. I know. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> so they didn't actually decide anything because they tabled everything until November. <laughs> and further decided to strip themselves of the authority to decide the matter. What? what? Who did what? they... They just... Stripped it and left it on the floor. Are, like are, are you are you feigning surprise? Because I, I because I am not. This is really? this is hilarious. I didn't know this. I did not know this. Oh, I didn't know this either. Oh, okay, I'm not yeah. feigning the surprise. Yeah. Okay. I'm not feigning surprise either. Okay. It's very surprising. Yeah. Because you'd think planning commission would want all the power it could have to plan. To and plan. Yeah. yeah. Well, who knows better how to plan than planning commission? Yeah. But they were of the opinion that this matter is too important for them to decide on their own. Oh, okay. So, who, whom do they deem important enough to decide? Well, who, in your mind, is the fount of all legitimacy in 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 the city of that we live in? Uh, do you want me to say Canton de Jong? You could. I, <laughs> um, I don't know. Just, I, for some reason, I think like the mayor or somebody they would want to pawn this off oh, Are they setting up a mayor's blue ribbon panel for street names? I'm, that would be exciting. That would be exciting. Oh, Unfortunately, it's not that exciting. I don't know. Oh, well. City council. Oh, okay. That was my second guess. Well, my third after Canton and the mayor. Um, uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> what's going to happen is administration will just send reports directly to council then about street naming from now on? Or... So just this one issue, this whole this whole question about how are we supposed to name our streets? There are a set of guidelines that uh, City Hall has already prepared okay. for uh, determining how the Civic Naming Commission right. will select street names. Right, and this is the one we talked about last time yeah, that they sent this. back to uh, more consultation with developers. Exactly, but there's going to be far more consultation now. Ooh, right with developers. There's already been consultation with the development community. They are not happy. We can talk about that later if you like. Always. But for now, Planning Commission has decided, although they have a delegated authority to establish guidelines for street naming, hmm. instead, they're going to return that authority to City Council. Okay. But if they made recommendations or even denied recommendations about street names, it, wouldn't those typically just go to city council anyways? Not in this case. Oh. When planning commission makes a, uh, a, a makes a recommendation on something like rezoning, right, right or property standards, mm -hmm. or anything like that, that through a recommendation, that goes to city council. Okay. But street naming is a special case. Okay. It's delegated authority. So planning oh. commission usually has the final word. But in this case, they've uh, determined that this is too vital to the city's future. As Bob Hawkins put it, only council has the legitimacy to rule on this issue. I'm with Bob on this. Oh, sure. I like this. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of, I, I'm, I kind of want to hear the, this, this particular council meeting or special meeting that they set up. I have the whole thing recorded. Oh, it's, it's, you mean it has happened? It's happened. Oh, I thought. Th this was I, last night. 
Wow. Okay. How many hours? About three and a bit. Oh. Which is long for planning. That's really long for planning, yeah. Wow. Well, I'm glad I missed that. And I'm sorry you had to go. But there'll be another one in November. Oh, great. I'd love to have you. Okay. Well, we'll see if I'm free. I'm... Oh, damn. I have to sort the uh, the asbestos insulation that day. I That's, won't be able to make it. And I have to cook that asbestos insulation. Yep. Yeah, so we're really busy. Yeah. Yeah. That's an important duty. Yeah. Um, on this street naming thing, uh, what consultation is going for? So there's more consultation between now and November? Uh, not official public consultation. No. Uh, that, 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 I mean, that, that obviously, uh, if, if, if there are a new set of guidelines, I mean, the, there'll be public debate at council. There's also a process going forward to determine um, uh, criteria for renaming streets. These proposed guidelines do not involve anything to do with renaming. Because, okay. of course, that is the most controversial issue right. of all. So yeah. we'll have to wait even more months, right. possibly until next year, to see anything on that score. And I assume, at that point, there would be more public consultation. Okay. Because I was just wondering, did they mention us? Did they say oh. anything about how, we've got to send this to the Improvement Bureau until they Only weigh they in on this. Only they improve. Yeah. I've always felt that 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 within the city's committee, the work you do here in this in the sub basement is underappreciated. Oh, thanks, Arthur. That's <laughs> kind of you. And we always get it done in under three hours. That's you are correct. We we're nothing if not fast. Yeah. Yes. Wonderful. Yeah. And on budget. <laughs> because we have no budget. <laughs> That's right. The city's on budget too. Is it? Mm -hmm. Still? Surplus is projected. Woot! Congratulations, city. Yay us, yeah, really. Yeah. And you too, because you're a taxpayer. I, I'm assuming that some of our revenue tools have been implemented. Oh, obviously. Generated yeah. this surplus. Could yeah. be. Could be. The money has to come from somewhere. Why not from, why not from our brains? Yes. <laughs> um, well, Arthur... I should mention that we are on 91.3 FM CJTR Regina Community Radio, and we're the Queen City Improvement Bureau. Uh, I'm Paul, and I'm with Aiden, and mm -hmm. we're talking to Arthur from the uh, Leader Post, their city hall guy. Uh, we really glad to get caught up on the naming stuff, but we really need to talk about Capital Point, because in the time we've been gone uh, last week, uh, we had to run a... Well, we got kind of sucked into limbo, mm -hmm. because there was this big decision from the right. from the appeal board yep. to uh, you know ignore the city and grant uh, Westgate its appeal and we got kind of, and that grant, put the whole who's grant Westgate grant Westgate granted Westgate grant Westgate yeah okay we'll talk about grant Westgate later later okay um, but then when that that put the whole status of Capital Point into limbo we got sucked in with it yeah and we're trapped there for a whole week listening to our old meetings about Capital Point. You just said trapped, sucked in, and whole in the same sentence about Capital Point. Nice. Yes. That was clever. Very nice. Yes. Uh, but we're back. We're back. And that's why we need you to catch us up and give us, you know, your take on what's been going on. What exactly was this decision? I know there's been, like, recent developments just in the last day or two. But what was this big three-point decision that the appeal board uh, came up with? So on August 23rd, the Saskatchewan Building and Accessibility Standards Appeal Board uh, finally released its decision on the city's order to comply. 
which, as you recall, was issued in April. Mm -hmm. And that was essentially telling uh, Westgate Properties to fill in what it insists is a safe and common construction feature. And throughout the July hearings before the appeal board, Westgate lawyers continue to maintain that it is a safe and common construction feature, and it can be rendered continuously safe through continuous monitoring. Right. 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 The appeal board seems to agree. And though it didn't give Westgate everything it wanted, it didn't just cancel the city's order, it instead chose to vary the order, which gives Westgate three options. One, they can build the tower. That seems like a decent option. That's a good yeah, option. I like it. Yeah. I think that option would make everybody happy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but that's probably not going to happen. Yeah. So option two is to fill the hole. That's, that's another mm, good option. Yeah. That's a good like option, that. too. That's not yeah. bad. That's, it's not as good, but it's, it'll do. Yeah. That's what the city wanted, right? So they can fill the hole. Unfortunately, they have longer to fill the hole than they would otherwise have, according to the city's process. Right. Uh, it would be sometime in 2019, I believe. I don't remember the dates offhand. Uh, but the third option is perhaps the most interesting. This one's my favorite. This is a good option. <laughs> and this is an option that, as I understand it, Westgate really likes. <laughs> Instead of filling the hole or building the tower, they can design a permanent shoring solution. Wow. So making that, that feature, that safety feature, even like more common and more safe. Mm -hmm. yeah. I love it. In perpetuity. Do you ever, um, do you ever watch uh, The Sopranos? I believe on the beginning of the last season, Tony's in hospital, and he's got what essentially is an open wound, uh, which they have to keep open, and it is vile to look at and think about. Same deal. Okay. Yeah. E except in that case, you would have to refer to it legally as a safe and common anatomical feature. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's exactly it. Yeah. And in that case, they had people actually tending to it right. on, on a reg like on an hourly basis. Well, he here they'll also have people tending to it. On, I guess so. On whatever basis, I guess. I on a monthly basis. Monthly basis. Monthly. Well, you know. I want to hear more about this permanent shoring. So if they put in the permanent shoring, are they still going to have to like monitor every month as they would if they're... Uh you know, planning to build the uh, building? They certainly have to monitor it monthly during the time where they're constructing the permanent shoring. Okay. Um, I, I'm not 100% clear on what happens after that. Yeah. But they, 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 they do have quite a lengthy timeline to actually construct the shoring because, as I understand, the appeal board was convinced by Westgate's evidence that the safe and common construction feature, as it now exists, will remain... Right safe and common until December. Okay. So okay. they have to continue to monitor monthly until then at least. And then the permanent shoring solution uh, can become a reality. Oh, nice. Um, interesting. I think, I, think, I think this permanence to the, to the whole, I think it's kind of fitting now, frankly. Yeah. Well, it's been permanent for quite some time. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, they're just basically like codifying what we've all known for a few years now. They're consecrating. They're the consecrating. The you must be you must really feel great when you go home from the appeal board and you're like, "We can finally make this whole permanent. My life's work. I'm going to fulfill my life's work of building a hole that stays forever." Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's the thing. You know, if you've been working for that company and they're like, you know, 
their architectural department or their engineering department, that's the thing you want right. on your resume. I built a permanent hole in the middle of Regina. The, the other thing I love, and this is a slightly different topic, we can swerve on there or stay on, stay on the hole, yeah. the feature. Like not only is there a big hole in the middle of the city, but just north of downtown, it looks like there's a permanent desert now. Oh, What's yes. shaping up to be a permanent desert. The old rail yards. So, or just dust storm. Can we put a pin in that? We can. Because we do have, um, yeah, I just want to make sure that we've got everything, we've got everything cleared up. Because Absolutely. the the city has not rested on this they're, they're going forward with. Oh, on Capitol Point. On Capitol Point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. They're seeking uh, a, an order by way of Sirtiriori. Yeah. So that's I like, they're going to, as of yesterday, mm-hmm. they are going to try to, they're basically appealing the appeal. Right, right. Yeah, well, they're they're going to the court of Queen's Bench, seeking an order to quash the appeal board decision. It is essentially an appeal. Um, I'm not. It's technically an order by way of certiorari, which is a Latin term, with which the meaning I have no idea. Right. We don't typically go with it's technically blank. We work more in the realm of it's basically. Blank. It's an appeal. Yeah. 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 Right. So they are, <coughs> they're arguing, <coughs> excuse me, that the board didn't have the authority to authorize this build? Yeah. It's, I mean, it's a, it's, it's complicated, surely. Yeah. As, as it must be. Yeah. Uh, but um, essentially they're, they're, they're claiming that the board um, um, didn't provide sufficient reasons. The evidence didn't support their decision. And to go further, what, Two of the options that are being granted to Westgate um, exceed the board's jurisdiction uh, because they would involve things like building permits. Okay, interesting. And development that that that, that is within this. I assume within the city's jurisdiction. Right. So, what do you think the odds are? Oh, I I, I am not handicapping this thing anymore. <laughs> Because it, it has defied all your expectations so far. It's defied all of our expectations. Yeah, sure. Exactly. <laughs> well, you know, when when the meeting's over, you can join the office pool, and we won't tell anybody how you vote. Yeah. One thing I found really interesting that is kind of cryptic within the city's filings is that they're alleging that the board delegated the task or delegated the content of the appeal board decision to Westgate. What? And I don't know quite what that Whoa. means. It, it, it suggests to me that the city thinks that Westgate essentially crafted the varied order with the three options. That's... Wow. That's not what it says plainly. Right. But it says right. something like, the appeal board delegated the content of the varied order. Wow. Which sounds bizarre. Yeah. Yeah, so, and that that court meeting is September 27th. Yes. That's going to be a thrill yeah. fest. Like, if I delegate the content of my ham sandwich to Paul, essentially that means he gets the ham. So, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah and then if an appeal board comes along right. and says, I have to give the sandwich back to you, it's my sandwich, really. Well, and I would appeal that finding. Yeah. And I'd already taken a bite out of it. <sighs> and I'd licked it. I'm hungry. You know, we, we, we really have to renegotiate who gets the food over here. <laughs> Anyways, okay. Well, good. I'm glad to hear the capital point is still a going concern. It means you get to come back. Yeah. Right. Right. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it keeps me employed. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, it keeps everybody employed. Oh. Um, occupied at least. 
I'm just, um, I'm just picturing if they fix it and then the leader post says, we're sorry, Arthur, there's no more news in the city. <laughs> there's at least no room for a city hall report. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they could just, like, fill the hole with city hall reporters and provincial reporters, just all the reporters who've had to, like, you know, pay attention to this stupid, this stupid hole <laughs> over the years. Um, but, yeah, and so then, yeah, we also have not just a hole, a sucking chest wound in the middle yes. of the city. Thank you for we following a, up on my analogy. Yeah, we have a parched desert in the uh, yeah. the warehouse district. And a ham sandwich like that I should be having right now. Yeah. So what's going on with the, uh, the parched desert? Uh, well, uh, according to a story that I read today by uh, Arthur White Crummy in the Leader Post, um, not very much um, because uh, it looks like, you recall, when they were building the stadium. Yeah. And they came up with a rail yard renewal initiative. Yeah. And there was even like a presentation um, and different options presented. And then there was um, nothing. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, am I am I getting the story essentially? I believe right? the mayor commented on it in two Christmas meetings. Wow. Right. But okay. aside from that, I'm unaware of any updates uh, since May of 2017. Yeah. On the rail yard. On the rail yard. Right. Yeah. And uh, the website, according, according to your writing, the website <laughs> has not been updated for th- in 318 days. I actually have an update on that. Oh, nice. I have an update on the updates. <laughs> And you'll have to check this, but the last time I checked, the website no longer exists. Whoa. What? This occurred just as the leader post was going to press with that story. Wow. And and I don't think it's a reaction because the story was not published yet. They had no idea I was going to refer to the website in any way. The website is now giving me 404 errors. Wow. At, at least on all of its sub pages, whereas the main page goes to some obscure marketing thing. Right. Right. Maybe, Is this off the designer of genocide? Or? Right. I think yeah. they may have forgotten to yeah. renew the domain. I, I, I wish I had have known when I wrote the story because that would be a much better lead. I, I agree. That would have been, that would have been, in, well, the number 318, there's something just funny about that number. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, 404. But 404 is always a funnier number, frankly. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I just I just wanted to bring it up because uh, I don't know the well. It's funny because I was saying to Paul a few years ago when this whole stadium they're trying to build the stadium, and I think maybe somebody overheard it because I was talking about it next to one of the vents. I said, Paul, wouldn't it be neat if, in order to get the stadium built, they promised a whole bunch of like you know renewable stuff like you know good good housing for people and then just never followed through on it just i i mocked you i said they would never do such a thing and i said no like they'll they'll wait they'll say nothing about it and then somebody will say oh the market can't bear it for shame i said for shame do not say such things they will follow through on this project but it's up to the private sector as you know yes well the private sector when have they ever let us down I, that's a good question. That's a good, wow, you should do a report. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so we get so I mean, and I, it also occurred to me that with the uh, stadium, uh, our tax bills are you know paying for that place into the foreseeable future. And I thought, you know, I should actually go there to the next game and say, well, you know, I've my tax dollars pay for this place, so I'm just going to go and sit there for free because I'm essentially paying a mortgage on this thing. That's true. Yeah. 
0.45% mill rate increase per year, from what yeah, I understand. Exactly. It so just I keeps sh- going up. I should get to spend 0.45% of the year at that stadium for for free. That's a, that's That seems like... A, Compounded. Right. <laughs> that That's just the math of it. I mean... Yeah, I know. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. With, you know, within 30 years, if I'm doing my math right, you'll be able to, like, sit there for about 120% of the year. Exactly. Yeah, compounded. <laughs> compounded. And actually, now it's actually time for our innovative revenue tool. Is it really? Yes. Do you have one? Kind of. Ooh. I just, I just kind of alluded to it. <clears throat> Let's hear it. Uh, I'm, I'm selling off my 0.45 percent of the year that I'm going to spend for free in the New Mosaic Stadium. Oh, really? Yeah. You're going to sell that to whom? Whoever, whoever bids highest. I'm going to put it on eBay. <laughs> I like so, that idea. Yeah. I mean, you know how crazy bids go on eBay for They can so. go crazy. Yeah. yeah. So I, I have a feeling that's just the start. You could do it. You could do it. And we all stand to make a mint. That's really as far as I that's thought it? about the innovative. Okay. Well, that's not bad. How much would you value 0.45% of a rider's game at? Um, well, the way they're playing this year? They, they won the Labor Day Classic. Uh, whoopee. Let's see. I don't 50. know. That was front page news. Was it? It was. Yeah. Oh, I missed it. Five fifty cents. About twenty five cents. Twenty five cents. Yeah. That sounds fair. Yeah. That's that's revenue. So if somebody like um, gives me like um, like a quarter, and I could uh, I could toss it in the city's coffers, and they get to sit in uh, sit in on a game or point four five percent of the year, maybe not during a game, but at some point. Yeah. So yeah. I'm I'm assuming that a rider game costs like fifty bucks. I actually have no idea right. how much it is to get into a rider's game. You know, maybe some like craft brewers could get into the stadium for about point four five cent percent of a year. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um which would I mean, be more than what they're getting in right now. I mean like a, a pint of like um Molson, um, you know, that sort of combination of like sugar water, seltzer and uh and alcohol that they'd like us to believe is beer. Mm-hmm. Um that's like Point four five percent of an actual drink. There you go. Yeah, really. Okay. Well, if that uh, innovative revenue tool doesn't take off like gangbusters, um, why wouldn't it? I got a bunch here. Hi, I'm local blogger Kenton DeYoung. Did you know? During World War II, Japan attempted to light the force of North America ablaze via ten thousand fire balloons. Only a fraction of the bombs reached North America, and many of them drifted into Saskatchewan. One even flew over Regina before exploding in Moose Jaw. It's a Regina fact. You'll find more Regina facts every week on the Queen City Improvement Bureau on 91.3 CJTR, Regina Community Radio. Hey, we're back from Innovative Revenue Tools. Always. And Regina facts. Great tools. Yeah. Yeah. So I hear you have a Kenton DeYoung fact for us? You hear correctly. Well, as, as Kenton has a City of Regina fact, I have a Kenton DeYoung fact. Hit me. What? No. With a fact. With a, oh, with a fact. Yes. Okay. Enlighten me with facts. I will enlighten you and hit you with facts. Um, I will. I will just do like a spin Chun Li style kick with facts. Anyway, um, Paul, you yes. have had two children, if mm-hmm. I recall, born in the city of Regina. Okay. And you named them. Uh, Ada and Dash. Big mistake. Why? You don't get to name your children. No. Kenton DeYoung gets to name your children. Really? On the first waxing moon 
after the birth of your children, you need to take them to Kenton, and he will bestow them with a name. Wow. That's such a sweet Regina um, tradition. I know. Uh, yeah. The I mean, the truth is he actually, a- after coming up with some names for a while, he now just names all the kids Kenton. Yeah. I'm so, not surprised. Yeah. I mean, Actually, it's, I've, been to, I've been to an elementary school. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it's true. It's, it's all Cantons. Yeah. So, I mean, even though your kids' names aren't official, yeah. I would stick with them. Cantons, Jadens. If he doesn't name them a Kenton, he names them something that rhymes with Kenton. Oh. Did, I, did I ever tell you about like the, the weird time when the name Aiden became really popular? No. Uh, because I, I Oh, born... you were in charge of giving out names? No. No, oh. this is a, I, no I was... This is an actual story. Okay. Um, so, so I was born. I was born in the seventies. And uh, fun fact about the seventies: nobody named their kid Aiden. Mm-hmm. Nobody, except for my parents. Um, so I. I, I they were up, in the news. They were. That's right. <laughs> they were on. That's incredible. <laughs> they were on thrill of a lifetime. What do you yeah. want to do? We want to name our kid Aiden. Oh, okay, sure. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, I was. It, didn't get good ratings that episode. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, the, the one where Shannon Tweed got to be a, a playmate got much better ratings right. than I don't know how I know this stuff. Anywho, uh, so I grew up, I, I didn't meet a single Aiden until I was probably eight years old and then not again until I was 16. Uh, so I was unused to hearing my name said out loud, except when somebody was addressing me. And then about 10 years ago, that this wave, this strange, sick wave of Aiden's crested, and suddenly there are tons of little kids named Aiden running around behaving badly. So I would go, I would literally go to malls, and at least three times in an hour, I would hear some exasperated mother call out, Aiden, you get back here! Aiden! And it, it, it kind of it traumatized me a little bit in this, like, subconscious way. So yeah. I would go out and, like, be, like, literally kind of jumpy because I'm expecting to be, like, castigated for nothing. Huh. So that's that's my whole story. That's a good story. There, there'll be a payoff someday. Yeah. But not yet. So... Yeah. Needs an act three. I, I'm aware. No, no, that's okay. Uh, maybe we could, you know, bring this up with the naming commission. We could. Yeah. 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 I don't. I don't want to. I don't. Well, I guess we would go to the council. Yeah, go to council. Yeah. It would have to go to council. But if the city were to do that and assume responsibility for the naming of children, I think mm-hmm. that could be a major innovative revenue tool. That could be. Because yeah, you could charge idea. permitting fees for yeah. every child who was born. Yeah, that's a great idea. For every letter in their name. Right. Wow. Yeah. So Aiden would be a fairly uh, cost-effective name. Yeah. yeah. Better than Christopher. Yeah. Or Good Chrysanthemum. Point. Yeah. That might cause like an epidemic of really short names. Sam. Tad. Bo. Yeah. Yeah. I had my best friend when I was a kid was named Bo. Yes. Yeah. I can't think of a shorter name. Well, the whole city will be full of bows. Full of bows. come with X's and Z's. Yeah. Anyway. Anyways, okay, so moving along with the agenda, the other thing that came up at this council meeting, uh, sorry, we didn't even talk about this council meeting yet. There was a council meeting a couple of weeks ago. That's right. And uh, the big item on it was uh, Wiscona Park and uh, the fact that there's construction going on in there. The uh, Conexus is building a uh, an office building next to Dark Hall, mm-hmm. and now Evraz is building on top of... Brandt. Brandt, sorry. 
Br Brent uh, Evrazd's all related. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and so they're building on top of the CNIB building, or the bones thereof. And uh, so a lot of people came out. They do not want to see commercial development in Wasconna Park. Uh, I didn't attend, but I did get a bunch of audio from that meeting, uh, some sort of like selections of okay. delegations uh, and some of the stuff they had to say about this. And I thought I would play that right now. Presenting myself. Uh, a big thanks to Councillor Hawkins, Stevens, and Bresciani for their motion. I grew up in Regina and have many happy memories of picnics in Wascana Park. Who would have imagined back then, or even as recently as four years ago, that a motion calling for the protection of Wascana Park from commercial development would be necessary? Today, the need for such a motion is all too evident to anyone who has passed along College Avenue and witnessed the devastation that has been wrought in the Dark Hall area. There must be no large-scale development in Wascana Park. That includes no Conexus and no Brant buildings in the park. Some people say an exception should be made for Conexus because of its $8.25 million donation to the University of Regina's College Avenue Campus Renewal Project. A Conexus building in the park will set a precedent. Just make a proposal that has a charitable ring to it, and you too can build in the park. Brandt clearly understood this when it applied to build on the CNIB site. Commercial development in Wasgana Park is wrong. It is unethical. It is short-sighted. It will serve Conexus and Brandt, not the public whose park it is. The public was left out of the decision-making process. The public forums that were held were mere window dressing. Wascana Park is a public park. It is our park. We have paid for it over the generations. The approval of the 80,000 square foot Conexus commercial building pr proposal circumvented all the above protections as well as violated the intent of the giant downtown development and official community plans. This set a dangerous precedent allowing the Provincial Capital Commission to approve the even more disingenuous, secretive, and destructive Brandt Industries 70,000 square foot commercial building proposal on the CNIB site. The Provincial Capital Commission Act was introduced in 2017. This legislation placed the park authority within the Capital Commission. The province pledged to continue to update and adhere to the master plan that had been in place all these years. Even though this has been mentioned already, it bears repeating. Key to the act was a significant change to the committee governance structure for the park. Previously, the Wascana Centre Board had 11 members, comprised of five provincial government appointees, three from the city and three from the university. The new committee within the PCC changed to three representatives from the provincial government, granting only two other seats, one for the city and one for the university. The long-standing equitable representation model for the park, Regina's best asset, was eliminated. The checks and balances that had withstood the test of time were now gone. One would think a transfer of control or remodeling of governance and administration would have been openly and transparently debated. How could an issue that's so important and impactful to Regina's urban landscape occur with so little open discussion and community input? A comprehensive review of Wascana Park was done a few years ago, commissioned by the Wascana Centre Authority for the Provincial Government at a cost of $800,000. This document was never fully released for transparent public review. Why not? 
It's now stated this review was used as the basis for the provincial government takeover of Wascana. Really an expensive, comprehensive document reviewing the most important real estate in our city is kept away from the public. Surely not proper governance. In the Leader Post edition of August 18th, the Deputy Minister of Central Services, which includes the PCC, stated, we love our park, and I think folks want to make sure the park remains a park. Every developmental proposal has to be submitted in writing to the PCC, and no future commercial enterprise is being considered in Wasgana Park. The recent actions of PCC speak differently. In the last few months, we've seen disabled persons prevented from using the lake for short periods to learn to water ski, despite approval from the past by W or Wascana Centre Authority. There's been approval and installation of a large neon sign on the TC Douglas building as an art project, although this had previously been rejected by the Wascana Centre Authority as non-conforming. A protest campsite or political issues have been established on the grounds of Wascana Centre, and the Conexus and CNIB non-conforming projects have been approved. Michelle, you have 30 seconds left. If ever issues shout for good and proper governance within re with reasonable public participation, these developments in the park must be the catalyst which obliges us all to support this motion before us I call on the mayor and the city councillors to work together to support the motion before you to reverse city council's earlier sanction of the business development in the people's beautiful Wascana Park. According to Ashley Martin's June 20th Leader Post article, lead architect James Yoke stated that commercial business already lines the park. This is false. The businesses that line up west of Dark Hall and surround the main part of the park include Dark Hall, Performing Arts Centre, the Conservatory of Arts, Sask Music, Sask Film, CBC Radio, the Sound Stage, the Willow and Wascana, the Mackenzie Art Gallery, the Saskatchewan Science Centre, Wascana Rehab, the Royal Saskatchewan Museum, the CNIB, just to name a few. Each of these represent cultural industries or publicly funded nonprofit organizations. Each of these organizations fit within the mandate of the Park Authority. They also enhance place-making opportunities and the opportunities associated with it. Before I ask some burning questions, I need to voice my disappointment at the lack of open public discussion and transparency during the planning phase of this project. A project of this scope and importance, sorry, to the city should not be a one-off meeting in the middle of summer holidays. It should be an ongoing open discussion utilizing community consultants, neighborhood community associations, and other community Thank you and welcome. Um, let me just ask you this. Um, it, five, eight years ago, we went through a process to redevelop the Safeway store on 13th Avenue. And there was people in this room that were mad, mad, didn't want it, didn't want it. Let's, let's bring up this building now, three years down the road, this Conexus building. If I went back to the area of Safeway and we said we're taking it out, they would probably raise more cane than they did when they were trying to stop it from coming in. Do you not think that that would give this, this building, with all the stuff that's going on, would it not enhance the park enough to make, in your opinion, in your opinion? No, my opinion would be... If I had a patient that we had to amputate their leg, they would adjust to it. They wouldn't like it, but they would adjust to it. They would really have a tough time adjusting to it if you would take it off the wrong leg. No, 
Absolutely. If the leg was never supposed to be amputated in the first place? Yes. And what I'm saying is this, there was never any intention to have a tractor company or a large commercial bank building within our park. That's never been there. We In had what way does the addition of this Conexus building and Brant building immediately address the mandate of the authority and the state intent of this land? Two, why would a corporate business like Conexus not be leveraged to draw small business to the downtown area with its business incubation initiative? where there is a high need for new businesses in the already vacant buildings and lots downtown. Why is this best done in a park space? Three, what precedent does this set for future development of Wascana parklands in relation to corporate development? And lastly, how will the city better inform and discourse with the community on this issue? And we'll uh, invite our last delegation here to speak, uh, Dr. Vian Timmons. Um, your Worship and members of City Council, on behalf of the University of Regina, I want to thank you for the support you continue to demonstrate for our institution, especially Congress, which we just finished in 2018. I also will thank you for the opportunity to speak to this motion, and I hope that you will ask me questions to deal with some of the concerns raised by the protesters, for example, the trees in the park. For every tree that will be removed, there will be three full mature trees planted, so there are some things I can absolutely correct. I also want to thank you for the opportunity to speak to this motion. It's one in which our university has a strong interest, and judging from the amount of discussion in the community, it's one in which everyone in our city has a strong interest. I want to begin by acknowledging those who have been protesting against the university's partnership with Conexus. I have corresponded with these, some of these impassionate and caring protesters and spoken with many of them in person. Although they do not agree with the university, and many others in the community who see a partnership as, with Conexus as the only way that we could have saved our historical campus, we all agree on one thing. We love Wiscana Park, and we do consider it a gem in our city. Clearly, it must be preserved and enhanced for further generations. And that's why I and many others advocated so strongly for over the past decade. Sorry about that, a little technical difficulty. The mm, yeah. uh, recording sort of cacked out there. Right. Yeah, but anyways, that was uh, some uh, some audio, some people talking at uh, the council meeting uh, where they discussed uh, development, commercial development in Wascana Park. Right. Yeah. And uh, as you can see, things were very, very passionate. Uh, people mm. got uh, very... Um, this was this was a big issue for a lot of people. It was certainly like there, we we were talking about this just a few seconds ago, but that there was not a lot else on that council agenda. There was just twelve or whatever de delegations for this, and maybe four or five other reports that were dealt with. And yet it was a three-hour meeting, hmm. so it was uh, it was kind of a big deal. And so, my and my idea was not discussed at all. And what was your idea? Which is to replace Wascana Park with a Cinnabon. Oh yeah, that would yeah, be nice. Just giant, the world's biggest Cinnabon. Right. Yeah. People would come to see that. They Everybody would. loves a Cinnabon. They would. They'd come to see it, they'd come to have a Cinnabon. Do we have a Cinnabon anywhere else in the city? I don't think we do. I bet you if we got a Cinnabon, even if it wasn't like the giantest Cinnabon in the world and in Wisconsin Park, it would still be first front page news. I'm, I'm actually, now I'm curious. I'm, I'm going to derail this entire meeting until I find out where the nearest Cinnabon is. Okay, well, while you're doing that, I will note that this is the Queen City Improvement Bureau on 91.3 FM CJTR, Regina Community Radio. 
And uh, I'm Paul with Aiden, and we're talking with Arthur White Crummy from the Leader Post. Uh, you were at that meeting. Uh, the city, uh, the council voted unanimously to, you know, express their displeasure with uh, commercial development in the park and that they don't want to support any of that going forward. Uh, what was your impression, Arthur, of that meeting and uh, the discussion the council had? It was a very uh, boisterous meeting. Uh, the crowd frequently erupted in applause um, at uh, expressions of disgust over the Muscatic yeah. Connection. Not allowed. <laughs> Not, Not allowed, allowed, no. The mayor no. called for decorum on several yes. occasions. But then he finally granted them permission to applaud at the very end. Oh, that was kind of him. The room erupted. Yeah. There, there, there was a lot of pent-up energy. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Yeah, there's been a lot of people who've been very, very upset about this. I actually was at an event, and uh, a person who was I was speaking with at this event saw the mayor come in, and he got really angry. Like, his face screwed up into this, like, angry mask. Wow. And he was like, I want to punch that guy. And I'm like, what? And he's like... You know, I, there's not a lot of things that make me want to punch somebody, but cutting down trees in Wisconsin Park makes me want to punch that guy. But he, you didn't, heard... he didn't actually punch the man. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But they're going to plant three trees for every tree they remove. Well, you know, he didn't know that, but I think the trees themselves that were being cut down and the suffering that they were suffering right. and the fact that they were going, these legacy trees and the history that they represent. Well, Those are beloved trees. Beloved trees, yeah. And it's a beloved park, mm -hmm. the jewel in the crown of Regina. True enough. I have, I've, I'm kind of of split feelings on this because on the one hand, I kind of get where they're coming from. And I think uh, a lot of what the people said in those, those clips, you know, eloquently state the reasons why commercial development in the park is a problem uh, and why the whole process under this new PCC, the new Provincial Capital Commission is, you know, it is opaque and, you know, it was, it was kind of like sprung on the populace without much uh, sort of discussion and consultation. But at the same time, I'm also like, I'm on record as I think that the university should have always been put around College Ave campus, that that whole area should have been developed. And I also, like, I think it was a mistake to put it out on the edge of town. I think that if we had the university along that strip around Dark Hall, and, you know, if we had the, uh, the soundstage somewhere else in that building was a university building, it would have made for a much more vibrant downtown, much mm -hmm. easier to activate the core of the city if you have all of these, like, kids going to school there because, you know, they have a lot of disposable income and, uh, you know, a lot of time to spend on things like your downtown. Right. But we didn't do like that. A, we put it on the edge of town. What if you had a Cinnabon? If you had a Cinnabon, exactly. Yeah. All the kids would be there. And I, I kind of agree with um, Vianne Timmons that, you know, if the university is going to grow and expand, it is even where it is, it is still in Wisconsin Park. I, I don't think that, I think there should be commercial development within a university because uh, um, the public sector ain't great at coffee shops, in my experience. <laughs> And coffee shops and universities go together very well. This, this is true. Yeah. Do you have a coffee shop down here in the sub-basement? Um, well, there's like underneath the pipe that's dripping, there's like sort of a muddy spot. Yeah. And Aiden and I call that the coffee shop. Yeah. We, tr we tried to franchise it. But it didn't, but it didn't really catch on. It didn't catch on. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I like the idea of the university being able to develop in, in its area. And I like, and I actually like originally, like, I wish it had been, you know, chewing up the park near downtown. But... You know, at the same time, like, I do think that the park as it stands is lovely and stuff. And so, you know, it's kind of like waiting to see what the development 
would look like that was the Conexus development if I would like despise it or love it and if you know if they did a good job and if as promised it ended up looking like it harmonized with the university buildings that are already there I would have been okay with it maybe but then they released the designs which I don't know if you've seen Ooh. but I despise them the Ooh. designs that came out I guess it was about a week ago They're highly despisable do you not find that they're har- that they're uh, a bit harmonious with the existing dark hall building? I think they're not at all. They're I think not. They clash. I think what they do harmonize with is the sort of like 1960s through 80s uh, brutalist through perfunctory architectural style that every university in the city or in the world uh, sort mm-hmm. of resorted to. Yep. Um, it's basically like a block. It's a several slabs. Uh, with alternating wooden stretches and glass panels. But I think if you look at that area, there's all these like heritage buildings and like beautiful groves of trees and winding mm-hmm. parkways. I think what you really need to set that off is a g- gigantic brutalist slab yes. of metal and glass. Yeah, right. it's contrast. Exactly. Right. Okay, yeah. good point. Yeah. And it'll make Dark Hall look that much more lovely, I suppose. But this looks like something that a seven year old could make in Minecraft. And yeah. I challenge all the seven-year-olds who are listening to this this meeting to to, to make something even better. Because yes. I actually think seven-year-olds make better stuff than <laughs> this. But I would not be surprised if this wasn't first. Let's just sketch this out in Minecraft and see how see where it takes us. And then they just stopped. Yeah, yeah, they just stopped with Minecraft. Um, just an update. Uh, okay. I think I've lo- I think I've determined the closest Cinnabon to us. Um, it's, uh, looks like it's in uh, Brampton. So really, yes, that's quite a hike. It's uh, there, there's a good uh, a little over twenty Cinnabons in Ontario, and one in Nova Scotia. And because I, and I'm from Nova Scotia, I am not surprised. <laughs> so we'd be able to corner the entire Western Canadian market exactly with the world's largest Cinnabon. Yeah, like not in Wascana Park, but it will be just Wascana Park. Wouldn't it have trouble, though, because I was under the impression that the Tim Hortons on Broad Street, north of the Green Ugly Slab, was like the largest Tim Hortons by square footage in Western Canada. This, that Tim Hortons will pale. It will will be dwarfed in comparison to the gigantic Cinnabon that will go up in the park and in the Capitol Point Hole and in the rail yard. It will just be... It'll be like this growth in the city, this cinnamon growth. What will happen to the geese? They will grow. They will have a lot of heart problems, <laughs> is my guess, and, and from, from the cinnabons. Yeah. Um, so, Arthur, what are, you, what are your thoughts on uh, what this means? The city has made this statement, but they they have like one seat on the provincial capital commission. Uh, the province clearly seems to have its own agenda, and they have more seats on the uh, commission. Right. I mean, the uh, commission is essentially a, a, a rubber stamp for what the province has already determined it wants to do. I mean, they control a permanent majority, which is different from the way things existed with the old Wascana Center Authority. Uh, and, and and that was one of the city's major frustrations. It came up again and again throughout the debate. Many of the delegations uh, shared it. Um, and uh, one of the things that the city is calling for um, in this motion is a uh, review of the governance structure. I mean, to, to, to open that up for public consultation. Um, I don't know where that's going to go. Uh, again, I'm not sure the province is going to want to 
repeat what planning commission does and restrict its own authority. Um, that being said, until that <laughs> happens, uh, this is a purely symbolic, uh, as the mayor put it, an uh, aspirational uh, motion. But many of the councillors uh, believe that it may, uh, you know, have uh, that they may have a certain degree of leverage over the provincial government because there's so many people that are angry about this. Mm-hmm. And this uh, motion just kind of crystallizes that anger. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Well, it is to be hoped, but I don't know. What do you think? I think it's all good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> of course, I'm, 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 I'm not sure how many of the people that uh, appeared at that particular meeting are potential SAS party th- uh, swing voters. You think? Yeah, I mean, yeah. not. I, I, I mean I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm not comfortable wagering a guess, but, yeah. but I would err on the conservative side. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, this is one of the big sort of, I don't know if it could have been reported on more, but it was a very underreported story that in that big budget where the province slashed a ton of funding or grants in lieu for the city, they also like scuttled <coughs> The, they, they got rid of the Wisconsin Center, Center Authority and then later on came in with this PCC. And um, other things, like they changed the way that the funding would be doled out for these municipal parks and uh, severely limited it. it. It does seem like the knives are out for these parks and that these are not being seen as, um, uh, I don't know, Areas of green space that should be preserved necessarily into the future, and I also think one of the one of the things that uh, one of the speakers mentioned is the fact that there's so much vacant land and empty buildings downtown right now. We have what like a 17 percent? No, it's higher than that. Uh, vacancy the, rate. The, for the office vacancy rate for the entire city, according to Economic Development Regina, is more than 12 yeah. percent. According to Judith from downtown business improvement district it's like over 10 percent downtown yeah which is pretty high much higher than it was in 2013-2014 this is actually reminding me sort of of the early 90s here when the province went bust and just the downtown regina just seemed to like evacuate like like a like a bomb scare or something it was uh, it was pretty bad yeah, and Wiscana's argument, or sorry, not Wiscana's, um, Connexus's argument was that, well, you know, we're technically just across the street from the downtown zone. So can't you give it to us? Can't you just, like, you know, let it slide? The, that's the just Asking for a bit of flexibility. Yeah, they asked right. for a bit of flexibility. And, and, I mean, banks and flexibility, right? Those are yeah. like oh, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'll remember that the next time I go into the Connexus. Right. That's right. You know, flexibility. city cuts you some slack <laughs> in what's kind of center. Kenya's cut me some slack with this loan. Maybe a 0.45% interest rate. Yeah. Well, anyways, we have to we have to get this meeting over. We have we to do. end it. Yeah, we do. Oh, okay. Yeah, sorry so, about that. Thanks for coming in, Arthur. Thanks for having oh, me. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Well then, should we make a motion to adjourn? Uh, which, which according should. to Madeline Sheridan, we don't need to do, but uh, we should anyways. We should anyways. Yeah, yeah let's do that. Right, okay, well, I second the motion. All right, uh, this motion uh, is passed. You've been listening to the Queen City Improvement Bureau on ninety-one point three FM uh, CJTR Regina Community Radio. Our guest tonight has been Arthur White Crummy of the Leader Post, telling us all about stuff uh, <laughs> and so on. Uh, <clears throat> Your host, Paul Shen, Nate Morgan, and the music, as always, from 
Ryan Hill, a.k.a. Uh, coming up next is actually more of us for a bit doing Miracle Cabaret stuff, and then Maddie V will be here the cockpit. Uh, also, you can find us on Twitter, Queen City IB. Find us on Facebook or our website, QueenCityIB.com. You can also catch us on iTunes or on CJTR.ca slash podcasts. Uh, listen up. We're on Thursday evenings, also Monday mornings, 9 to 10 a.m. Uh, that's all. Keep on improving, Regina. <laughs> <laughs>